Welcome Toronto Rush and Ultimate fans to episode three of the Rush Report presented by TheForeCheck.com. I'm your host, Tammy Allen, and I am very pleased to announce that the first two episodes of this podcast have been received extremely well by fans of the Rush and Ultimate community, which is awesome because this podcast is for you guys. This is why we make the show every week. We also do this podcast to show people that may know nothing about the Toronto Rush or Ultimate in general just how freaking awesome this sport is. Forget the Jays. The guys of the AUDL are the real boys of summer. Let's take a quick look at what's been happening around the league. The Austin Soul have announced their full 2017 roster. 33 players in total, 14 of them newcomers, so the squad will have a slightly different look than the team that finished last season 7-7. Seven and seven. But fear not, Austin fans, the unparalleled lefty handling lineup of Ryan Purcell, Jeff Loscorn, and Chase Cunningham are all returning to the Soul this season. The trio combined for 150 assists during the 2016 season, helping lead the Soul offense to 25.5 goals per game, good for sixth in the league. After appearing in the playoffs for the first time in franchise history last season, the Minnesota Windchill looked to build on that success, bringing back a few of the players from last year, including 2016 standout rookie Greg Cousins. Cousins had a very productive season offensively and defensively. In just 217 points played, he put up 18 assists, 17 goals, and 15 blocks as a do-all utility player. Also coming down the pipe were some league rule changes, including one rule that many players will be happy about. And to talk about that and a whole lot more, we have got one awesome dude, Toronto Rush player, Adrian Yearwood. Adrian, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, fighting a cold, but uh, hopefully fighting it off now, so I'm happy about that. Oh man, all right, so you're trooping through. So right, right we're going to get right to it then. 21 goals in 15 games, a 99 catching percentage, a 93 passing percentage. You were a leader on this team last year. So how's your offseason been so far? It's been pretty good. Very busy. Um, I've been super busy with a lot of non-Ultimate related projects, but uh, I've still found some time to play Ultimate, which is great. Uh, a bunch of the guys on the team are kind of co- or, or have been coaching a developmental league at Central Tech Stadium, which is uh, just here in downtown Toronto. And um, so there's two player coaches on each team, and uh, that's been really awesome to kind of take on that leadership role and and lead a group of guys who I've never met before and play some some fun ultimate at the same time. Nice, so you're just getting out there, giving back a little bit, introducing some people to the sport maybe. That, is that the idea? Yeah, there's a there's a real range of skill level. There's some people who have barely played at all, some people who are kind of, uh, have been playing for a long time but never kind of at that elite level and want to, you know, maybe just test their skills against other people. So uh, it's, it's a really awesome league that uh, was put together by the Toronto Ultimate Club. So thank you to uh, Michael Kukuska for uh, putting that together. Awesome. Yes. Thanks, Mike. Okay, so we're seeing a lot of teams now starting to announce new player signings. And as we get closer and closer to the start of the 2017 season, we're going to be seeing a lot more come down the pipe. So outside of the Toronto Rush, of course, which team or teams do you think think have made some pretty solid moves so far? Um, You know... The DC Breeze is always a dangerous team, and uh, they continue to be so with people that they've re-signed, and uh, it seems like they're keeping their roster pretty awesome, which I'm pumped about because I love battling those guys. Uh, but the team I'm most excited to see this year is Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they had kind of a rough year last year, but it seems like they're they're moving in, in, in a good direction. I think they have a, a new ownership, and uh, they're really making some moves to try and get some 
good talent in there, and, and they're doing that. So I'm, I'm super pumped because the better the East gets, the better we all get. And so that, that's going to be awesome. Nice. Nice. Okay, so as you know, part of the show is to, of course, interact with our current fan base and give them something of substance each week. But we're also here to reach out to a new audience as well and to people who may not know very much about Ultimate. So I want to talk about a Callahan. Now, for <laughs> those of you listening who aren't aware, like I was before I looked it up, a Callahan is a move named after Henry Callahan, who was one of the pioneers of the sport of ultimate back in the 70s. So it's basically when a defensive player intercepts the disc in the opponent's end zone for a point. Now, this is a rare occurrence because it requires a defender to intercept rather than just block a pass in the offense's own end zone. Now, out of all the players on the 2016 edition of the Toronto Rush, you were the only player to record this elusive Callahan. What strategy did you use to pull this off and how difficult is it actually to do? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, I would say that the main difficulty in it is that you're rarely in a position to do so. Rarely do you have people push back that far into their own zone and they're not just trying to get it out of there, they're still trying to pass it around. So it really is like a very small window that you have to work with when it's even possible. Um, but as far as strategy used to pull it off, it's really just being, you know, we, we were in a good, good position that game of being up quite a bit, and then you can really kind of hunt for that situation. And I watched, and I knew that it was a little bit windy, so things were gonna pop up in the air, and I watched him turn and look at his, at his dump right in the middle of the field, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to start running for this because if it pops up, I'm going to snack on it. And then I saw it pop up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I think I'm actually going to get this. And uh, we actually had a pretty funny collision. And the way that I caught it, if you watch the tape, is really awkward and strange. And I kind of stumble over him as we're both collapsing to the ground. But uh, it was really funny. But I, I should say that I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was actually the first Callahan on the Toronto Rush in general. Not just in 2000. Like ever? I think I think in the Toronto Rush, I don't think we'd ever had somebody get a Callahan before. So. Well, in that case, you know. that makes it even more awesome. And <laughs> I guess it, it has me asking, what do you think it would be harder as a professional athlete? What do you think would be harder, a hole in one in golf or a Callahan? Now that we know that no one has done it in the history of the team. <laughs> well, I definitely would say that a hole in one is harder because a hole in one is like just you literally it's just your skill 100 percent callahan you know you kind of get helped by the situation there's a lot of moving parts but that you know it's a lot about their them making an error and you making a great play a hole in one is crazy because it's literally just you against the universe and your skill and i, I can't even imagine how awesome it must feel to sing a hole in one. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. All right, all right, you're giving the modest answer. I admire that, I admire that. <laughs> all right, so getting back to the league here, the AUDL released its rule book a couple of days ago, and one of the new rules being introduced this season is that a throwing travel is no longer resulting in a turnover. How do you yes. think How do you think this will impact teams in the upcoming season? Uh, I think it is awesome. I think that's such a great rule change. I mean, it is great to penalize travels. I do think that that travel should be penalized more than they have been prior to the ADL coming into existence. But I think that a turnover was way too harsh of a, uh, of a penalty. And so I think that the yardage um, slash 
uh, stall count. Uh, penalty instead is a way better way to go. I think it's going to give make teams a little bit looser. You can take a little bit of a, a mental load off while you have the disc in your hand, and I think it's just going to make the game quicker and better and less random. Right, right, perfect. Okay, so now it comes at the point of the interview is my favorite part. It's our segment, Five Questions With. And in this case, it is, of course, Five Questions With Adrian Yearwood. Okay, next question. Next question. Next question. All right. Let's do it. So, I looked you up and did some research on you when I knew you were going to okay. be on the show. So, you mentioned in an interview a few years back that one of your nicknames was Radrian. So, yeah. how did that nickname come to be and does it still apply today? <laughs> well, uh, how that nickname came to be, I'm pretty sure, I, I can't tell you 100%, but I'm pretty sure it was invented by a guy named Brent Jackson, who played on a team when I was much younger. In 2007, we played on Grand Trunk together. And I don't remember exactly why my, that nickname was given to me, but I will say that I am like a flash rager. Like I will rage so hard. I will see red for two seconds and no longer than that. And then I instantly don't care anymore. It's a, it's a really strange thing because if anybody knows me personally, they would say, no way. Can you imagine that Adrian's nickname would be Radrian? That makes no sense. But it's really only in Ultimate that something will happen, or in sports in general, and I will immediately fly into a wild rage. And then I will just forget about it instantly. It's, it's a really strange thing. Yeah, no, I can identify it. That's like a bolt of lightning. It comes, it's there, and then it's gone, you know? Absolutely. It might come Absolutely. back, it might just thunder, you never know, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, question number two. If you were marooned on an island and can only have one other member of the Rush marooned with you, who would it be and why? Ooh, this is an awesome question. Um, I would say Tolia. Okay. Yeah. Number one reason is that Tolia has this crazy thing about him that he just learns skills and he just thinks of a skill. He's like, oh, you know, what's my skill of the of the month? How, let's say backflip. And then he'll just go and learn how to do a backflip. And it's this insane thing. So I think that if I was going to be marooned, I, I would imagine that Tolia has mastered random survival skills. And so if I had to pick, because I don't, I, I can't look at this team and be like, oh, this guy knows how to survive on an island. So I'm just, <laughs> if I have to throw a dart in the dark, I'm going to throw it at Tolia because if anyone would know how to do random stuff like survive in the wilderness on an island, it would be Tolia. Yes. Sounds like a renaissance man. Just can do it. Can do it all. That is the perfect description of Tolia. He is a renaissance man through and through. If you weren't a professional ultimate player, which other sport would you want to play pro? Uh, definitely baseball. Oh, but baseball, really? Hmm. Yeah, you know, not not that I like baseball all that much. Um, it's just uh, if if you know anything about me, I like to you know really maximize my effort. You know, I really like to use exactly the amount of effort that I need to and hopefully not have to use any more than that. And I feel like baseball is a perfect sport for that. You barely have to use any effort at all. 
you just kind of stand around. Every once in a while, the ball gets hit at you. You might have to make one little run, catch it, throw it into the infield. But other than that, you know, it's a lot of just chilling, which I am definitely down for. Yeah, I would have pegged you for a soccer player, but that's only because you guys do so much freaking running that I figure it would just <laughs> well, go hand in hand, well, right? Well, I do, I do play soccer. I love soccer. But if I wanted to play a pro sport, maximum money, minimum effort. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh the yeah. money. I forgot about that. Yeah, good call. Good call. All right. Yeah. Question number four. Which moment from last season stands out the most for you? I would say right after our game that we lost in the semifinals of championship weekend to Dallas, um, you know, it had been kind of not the full culmination. There was still quite a bit of season in uh, with our the other Toronto Club team go to go, but it really felt like you know an an ending to our full season of ultimate. And we had just been to the World Championships in London. And then we had come here to Madison and we just lost this game. And it was just this moment of us all being there and Jonathan Martin, or uh, as we call him, Martinez, <laughs> gave this this super, super heartfelt speech in the huddle. And it was so emotional and touching. And it was just an awesome moment to be there with all these guys that I care so much about and have this leader on the team talking about how he wouldn't want to do this with any any other group of people and the feeling was just so mutual and I felt it all around me it was it was an awesome moment to be a part of even though we had just lost a really big game it really made me remember why why we were all doing it. oh man you gave me a little bit of goosebumps there all right <laughs> okay question number five last one and probably the most important one do you know why shooter is so against white socks yeah, because he's not a barbarian. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, come on. It was funny. Link actually brought this up on last week's podcast when I asked him who who the one on the team with the worst sense of style is, and he just mentioned anyone who wore white socks because Shooter is against them, and he <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't have a reason why. He's like, I've never thought to ask why he hates them, but I guess you know you just told us, which is yeah. fair, fair. Very fair. Uh, still a little odd. Maybe I'll have to ask Shooter when I have him on again to get the to get the the the, the real lowdown as to why. But uh, it's just it's just one of those things, you know. I feel like there's two types of people in this world: people who know that you don't wear white socks, and people who don't. You know. The law of socks, according to Adrian Yearwood. Boom. That's it. Alrighty, well, that brings us to the end of our segment with Adrian. Thank you so much. You are a gentleman and a scholar, and good Thank luck you. the rest of this offseason. I look forward to seeing you uh, in the next couple months. Thank you. I do have uh, one last plug to, uh, to to give you. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, just because, you know, the Toronto Rush, we, we love uh, reaching out to people who haven't played Ultimate before. Yep. And more specifically, we love reaching out to kids who haven't played Ultimate. I've never tried the game of ball before because I think it's a, such an amazing sport and we love getting people into it. So last year was our pilot project. We did a number of cl a clinic series throughout the uh, whole bunch of schools in the TDSB and also in the York Region School Board a couple. And uh, I just wanted to let people know that we are doing those again. So if anybody who's listening to this podcast has a kid or is a kid and would love to have the Toronto Rush come and run a ultimate workshop in their school. Do not hesitate to contact us. We will send people out to your school. It'll probably be me. 
along with somebody else, and we will come and do a full workshop with you guys, teach you all the basics of ultimate, show you guys how to throw, show you guys how to catch, and teach you some awesome, and we'll, and we'll have a, a super fun time doing it. Well, there you go, folks. If you want to learn the game ultimate and have some fun, learn from the best, Adrian Yearwood and the rest of the Toronto Rush, once again, thank you so much, sir. You were a delight. Thank you. All right, take care. Take it easy. All right, folks, that does it for episode three of The Rush Report. I'd like to thank my guest, Adrian Yearwood, for being on with us today. Be sure to check out that clinic series that Adrian talked about. You can contact The Rush at info at torontorush.com to find out how to get your school involved. Be sure to check out torontorush.com for all your Rush and Ultimate news. You can follow The Rush on Facebook at Toronto Rush Ultimate and on Twitter at Toronto Rush. Season ticket packages are now on sale, starting as low as $25.55 for youth and $55.55 for adults. You can also follow me on Twitter and Facebook at The Forecheck. And of course, be sure to subscribe to The Rush Report on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Tell all your friends, rate and review, so that we can continue to share the awesome sport of Ultimate with the masses. Enjoy your weekend, everyone.